You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Storm Hour. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, Sam Hargraves, just trying to keep it all together here. Hello, boys. Hello, mate. Great to be back. G'day, Sammy. Good to be here. Uh, Unfortunately, 10 in a row went begging uh, on the weekend. It was a massive weekend for the club. I just said earlier that it was the Legends round. It was the Melbourne Storm old boys were back for a big weekend and the um, the Legends lunch on Friday, mm. which I gate crashed, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, somehow you managed to get your way in there. God knows how. You mm. there definitely wasn't invited. I know people. <laughs> he, dro- he dropped our names, mate. That's who he's done. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Speaking of you which. You work with Kevin and Chandler. You two. Uh, I've got a good T-bone as well. Um, do you know oh, what I found funny been... about that lunch? Yes. Was Because I wanted to come and say good day to, to you boys because yep. we're, we're all we're a tight-knit unit here. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you say so. And we're friends. Yeah, acquaint- we're, we're acquaintances. Um, I went to look what table number you're on. I found Cooper's and his table was right near me. And then I was looking for, I couldn't find you. Uh, and then I saw that <laughs> on your table number, Shandor Ert. And because yeah, uh, I, I couldn't find you. I'm like, I don't like, believe it. He mustn't be, be here. There's only a bloke no, called true. Shandor Ert. That's, that doesn't seem right. I don't think they're getting my name spelt incorrectly. So uh, so the football mm, club in which you play has put you on a table under the name of Shandor Ert. Mm. This doesn't add up. I showed Cooper. <laughs> it did. No, did well, it? it was yeah. it was legit there. Interesting. Who, so, will, will you demand heads to roll for that? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm very disappointed. Shannon's going to go in swinging tomorrow in the office. I can't get my name right on the list, and you can't get your name on the wall here at Sen. So we're both <laughs> oh, having problems. <laughs> it's just it's just a blank space now on the LED lights <laughs> behind Sporting Capital. Can they can they at least chuck your name up for when we do the storm hour? I don't, I don't. I don't think they've got. I think the budgets have been set for LED lights for the year, and I just don't think I can sneak in. Is wow. that what it is? Honestly, like, can we get can we get a bit of our own light show? It's just an hour every Tuesday at seven o'clock. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. That's a no. Uh, <laughs> and my name will be spelled correctly. <laughs> yeah, the, the Melbourne Storm Air with Cooper Johns and Shandor Ert. Shandor Ert. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, it's not too late to join the Purple Army, by the way. Get any two home games, a 2019 membership, Beanie, and access to finals tickets only 60 bucks. Melbourne Storm Air City, your club, one 767 or just go to the website, membership.melbournestorm.com.au. Um, Daly Cherry Evans, who decided not to kick a field goal in State of Origin that could have won Queensland the game, mm. uh, maybe was feeling bad about that and guilty. So he decided to slot one for Manly uh, against the Storm on the weekend in the last minute of extra time. Yeah, well, he had a little 40-metre punt uh, at some point in the game, I remember, and that went nowhere near. So maybe that was a good sign for Queensland. But he was able to measure it up uh, a lot closer and in a much better field position, and he knocked it over. At the end of the day, we had five shots, I think, so we had ample chance to uh, 
win the game, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. But very close game, very good defence from both teams. And uh, at the end of the day, they got us, but we'll see them in a couple of weeks. Um, we're going to have a chat to to Wera Nickow, who I was loved hearing him speak. Mm at the old boys and the legends lunch on Friday. Like and you I, got a chance to see the video as well, which is the watchtower video. The goose. I had goosebumps yeah, watching that. So I, cool. I wanted to get him on tonight because I want him to explain what the watchtower is mm. all about. It, it's, it is spine tingling when you hear about it. What, yeah. how, when you guys see that and hear that and hear about speaking about the responsibility of standing on the watchtower for the Melbourne storm, and Coops, you're the most recent signing to the Melbourne Storm list. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's something you definitely want to – it's definitely a driving sort of motivator that makes you want to play and makes you want to stay around for a long time, makes you want to be a part of that history and it definitely makes you want to stay and be a part of that old boys. You see how tight they were, that you were there at the lunch. You see all the banter they have and you mm. see how tight the group is. And I think it will be pretty cool. It's, I know Shander would want to be a part of it. He loves that sort of thing. Um <laughs> And just sort of be a part of that crew in, you know, 10 years' time that come back and maybe we could uh, create our own little watchtower. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Come back and see you. Hopefully you're doing good things. But a little bit of insight. Obviously, I've been at a few other clubs and no one puts as much emphasis and weight behind, you know, they talk about those who dug the well before us. And uh, there's just such a great legacy and, and understanding that those guys have built the foundation that we now get to play on. And if they didn't have that success early on, the reality is the storm probably wouldn't be where it is. And people like myself and Cooper wouldn't have the opportunities we do. And I think T is a really good example of those guys that built that. And um, yeah, as you said, it's pretty special and it definitely gives you goosebumps when you talk about it. What, what number is that? That's... Is that a New Zealand number? Yeah, that's a New Zealand number. He's back over the ditch. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of numbers. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna rack up a bit of a bill on the old yeah, SEN well. tolls. Well, I don't have to pay the phone bill for the show. Yeah, well, so. if they're so tight with the LED lights, mate, they never <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. Probably don't want to pay the phone bill either. It's just more important things to do than to put my head on an LED light. There's a lot yeah, going on. Yeah, we probably weren't alluding to putting your head up yeah, as probably a, us. opposed to us. Oh, well, just because the Sporting Capital one's up here at the moment. Oh, you want your own Storm Center Hour. Senator Cooper Johnson. And there can be some sort of small fine print. Maybe where the Melbourne's home of sport is that tiny little writing and with Sam Hargraves. Okay, well, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'd take a selfie in front of it, send it to my folks. Um, <laughs> with the other thing that it was remarkable at the, at the Legends Lunch was when you – and we don't probably spend enough time on just how quickly the Melbourne Storm became successful. It's second crazy. year, second year in the competition to win a grand final. Mm, won't be done again. Won't be done again. It's a remarkable. I don't know if it has been done in any sporting franchise in the world, to be honest. Oh, now that's a great question. Zero four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. If you can think of any other sporting franchise, oh, Sunny Coast Lightning in the Super Netball. Okay, but they yeah, went but back. Yeah, come to, on, let's... Went, went back to back. Went back to back in the first two seasons of Super Netball. Uh, they are a Melbourne Storm club. And they, yeah, are, they are. Well, there you go. So, so can we branch out from away from Melbourne yeah. Storm? Yeah. So, that's okay. So for a non-Storm That was quite quick from you. So good work. Thank you very much. Uh, if you can think of any other franchise that's won a, a premiership or grand final or championship. Or just had success early on. Yeah, that early on. Then we'd love to hear about it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Here's a Here's a cool little stat for you. Last year was our 20 years. And in that 20 years, we'd won five premierships. Uh, five over 20, that's a quarter. So every four years, on average, we're winning a premiership. Mm, that's cool. insane. In ter- where that stacks up in international sport is right up there. It's yeah. it's incredibly impressive. Maybe the New England Patriots would be up there too. Yeah, they would be, over, but not for their over their whole history. Mm. I don't know. Oh, maybe with six in – they would have to double-check that. 
one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you know the answers, uh, still four points clear at the top of the table. Six rounds remaining. Yep. Uh, how was Bellyache after the loss, and how did he respond this week on the track? Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good. At the end of the day, Bellamy rewards effort, and uh, Belzer was pretty happy with our effort overall. He would have liked a few things to go our way and a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, he sat down and he said, it's a really good effort. It's an indication that we can improve on a few things. And I think Munster touched on it earlier in the week during a media conference, and he said, you know, it's not all bad losing to a good team at this point of the year. So I think it just gives us a little bit of a rev up. This back home straight, we've got... A um, couple of games against some top four, top five teams. So I think it puts us in a good position to just say, hey, there is still things we need to work on and uh, focus on. And hopefully that puts us in good stead for a good run home. So, yeah, he was happy overall with the effort. But, um, you know, obviously on Old Boys Day, would have liked to see us come away with the win in a tight game. It was oh. cool to see how disappointed the boys were, especially mm. when they've only, including that game, they've lost three games. One, the most by two points and yeah, the other two were like by field goals. So that's that's like an outstanding effort in itself, and mm. for them to be so disappointed after the game was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Mm. Speaking of field goals, I, I as a fan, absolutely agree. Oh, we're just being told here zero four double three nine eleven sixteen. Western Sydney Wanderers won in their first year in the A League. Did they? Is that right, Adrian? Uh, Aaron, sorry, could you check that, Aaron? Hang on, you don't even. Oh, he doesn't even wow. know his name. No, no, no. Wow. I, I, because there's two people Honestly, that are, this is the are good enough to produce the show each day. And yesterday was Adrian, and today's Aaron. Just so arrogant. <laughs> Can we give Aaron his, his time to shine just as well? Honestly, just and wait like, till for we those that can't actually see him, he's wearing a robe and eating grapes <laughs> at the moment. Like he's not just sitting here in his yeah, casual clothes. Disgusting. So he's just so arrogant. And his honestly. New York Jets hat, again, like... Yeah. In a robe. Like, why do you wear your Jets weird. hat with a robe? It's weird. Because I barrack for the Jets. Yeah, uh, we and, know. Yeah. Oh, what? I'm not allowed to wear... Can What's... we get you a new hat for the twenty for the 1920 season? Stop wearing F45 clothes in here, Shandor. <laughs> we know you've got an F45. It's okay, mate. We've given you... Mate, I'm wearing pink, tr- pink track pants today. That would have been a better target for you. Mm. The LA Knights made the Stanley Cup final in their first year. Dan's telling us in sunshine. Uh, Formula One. Braun F1 won in their first year. Not bad. That's not bad. Okay. Yep. No, Western Sydney Wanderers, we're being told, definitely uh, came through on there. Hey, uh, with the field goal. Yeah. As a fan, it... it, it You're talking goal, about what Belzer said? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with him. He What he said was that golden try would be much better than golden point because what ends up happening is the game becomes, it turns into a field goal battle yes. and a field position battle as opposed to let's just go out and, and score a try. Like, it is an incredible, exciting thing when you go into extra time. But the golden point thing changes. It's a completely different game than what you've just watched it's for not the good. first 80 minutes. No, it's not good. The only thrill is the moment someone, the player gets it, drops the ball and goes to the field goal. That is thrilling in itself, that one yeah. second. But the rest of the time, you're trying to gain field position to go for the field goal. Yeah. You, so it's a different how, game. Yeah. Imagine the, you know, plays people would be pulling out and things they'd be doing just to score a try. It'd be crazy. So, Coop, when you were a kid uh, growing up, did you sit in the backyard and imagine scoring? Kicking a field, no, I yeah. imagine kicking the field goal. Did you, or do you imagine scoring a try? Like it's to I'd win the game. Imagine. As me, because I'm a half in that position where I have to kick field goals and kick goals, I would always imagine kicking the winning goal or kicking the winning field goal. So I I, I personally love it. I love do you? that sort of grind going. But those like games have to turn you off it a little bit. Whenever, when I loved get, the, I thought that was a bit, one of the best games I've ever seen when I was sitting there on the sideline. But can going, you see the other point of view as a punter yeah, where can you can someone, imagine the footy that would be played if yeah. the boys had to go for a try? There'd be yeah. some pretty cool plays. Be, they'd be going for arsey stuff, flick passes, oh, yeah. big long balls. 
kicks, who knows oh, what. Oh, yeah, high just ball. To, who like, knows? It'd be much better where the rest, the bulk of the time in that period is spent on trying to find good field positions. So, so he's saying that no, say if you get a penalty goal from in front or a field goal, it just doesn't matter. Until, like it doesn't instantly stop the game. So you can take a field goal and if at the end of the 10 points, uh, like you're winning. Yeah, I reckon end, you can, at the end of the 10 minutes, if you've kicked a field goal, kicked a penalty goal and you're up by points, you win, yeah. But golden try stops it instantly. So I reckon if that's the score way to go. a try, it stops instantly. But if you get a goal, it's it continues out the next five yes. minutes of the. Yes, oh, I reckon that's yeah. the way to go. Yeah, I agree. So with those you. are still options, and if that if a penalty happens, you can't just yeah. if a penalty you happens, miss it. you can't miss that. How that crap is a penalty? You get a penalty thirty out in front, and it just the game's over. Like that is a horrible way to lose. Yeah, I, I think agree. the points count. And they count towards at the end of the ten minutes, but if you get a try, it's game over. How good? See, but as a as a play, I still go back to as a player. Like I'm sitting there going, like, how good's this? I'm about to kick a goal to win the game for the boys. Wouldn't you want to score the try that wins the game though? No, no grand final. Oh, no, no way. the field goal. The field goal is cool. I admit that, but then there's the the flip side where you go shot for shot for shot, and it's like I just think it's it's not great footy. It's it's no, it's not because mm. it's a different style is, and standard. Selfish is for lack of a better word, but selfishly, <laughs> no, selfishly saying it would be a good option because at the end of the day, he is kicking the field goal. So the whole time is actually a bit of a thrill for him because he has to get sent in position. As a winger, I'm sitting out there going, oh, Yeah, I can cool. imagine you thinking you're not getting any footy this whole time. I'll tell you what I won't do again, though. I will never stand there and clap a field goal through the post because the off time that money hits the post and you could have chased and dead set scored a try for it, I will never just stand there and watch one. I'll always chase from now on. Because there is an opportunity, like legit. Yeah, you, I could have got like someone could have got that if they chased it. Yeah, because it ended up to Fua chased it and like. Who done that? I remember a Canberra Jordan Rappiner did it that time. That's right, he did yeah. too. Just chased like everyone stopped, even the uh, defensive team stopped. He kicked it. It looked like it was going over. He was just sprinting through wouldn't, and scored it. Wouldn't that be in a uh, nice way to finish off game oh, fifty-two? Mate. It would have been. Uh, <laughs> what about I made the banner? Did you see? Did anyone see that? I missed Who? that. I need to actually say thank you to the banner squad, they're called. They they created a banner we ran out to and ripped through it. Someone sent me a photo. At the bottom was Sandoriel 52 games. I thought, yeah, no ha, that's funny. Someone's photoshopped that. Legit, they put it on there. What legends. Obviously, listen to the show. I mean, listen to the show. And if you did do that, call up. Give us a call. Yeah, we'd love to chat to you. Uh, Pete from Altona's give us a call. Wants to talk golden try. Pete, which way do you sit on it, mate? Should it be golden point or golden try? After watching Saturday, you know the uh, the storm game, yeah, look, it, it was yep. bizarre. But I got, look, I reckon Golden Try just keep going. You know, look, you come down to a toss. What happens if there's a really strong breeze going to one end? So that team has got the advantage of it first stuff. Mm. And also with yeah, you know, with soccer, with with you know, with penalties, they should be keep playing till this is score. You know. Yeah, well, and I mean, Mel- Melbournians would argue in the AFL, why can't you just have a draw? Some, a lot of people have said that to me as well. No, like, I hate you a draw. get the draw. No, you can't do a draw. No. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree, but. There are no draws in life, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Confucius. Uh, no, and thank you, Pete. Really appreciate Thanks, Pete. that. Uh, you stay on the line. I believe we've got tickets to Melbourne Storm's next home game. Uh, Aaron will get you sorted there. Uh, Adrian? Let's hope so. No, it's Aaron. Aaron, sorry, yes. <laughs> Aaron, it's Aaron. Uh, we've got uh, tickets to Melbourne Storm's next home game as well. So um, get yourself around those. Anyone that calls through tonight, I'm pretty much going to give tickets to. one 736 736 Hey, quickly before we get to the break, just an injury update. How uh, Suli will come back this week after missing with a suspension. Welshie, yes. concussion on the weekend. How's he tracking? Cooper, how are you? And how's Curtis Scott? 
Yeah, uh, well, she... Self-diagnosed. Yeah, well, she, self, he actually wasn't. He just brought himself off the field. Uh, <laughs> he should be fine, I think, Christian. Uh, for myself and Curtis, yeah, we're still ticking along. It's a bit of a slow process for us at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's taken longer than we thought for both of us, but uh, we should be back hopefully in a few weeks. Uh, we're going to get to back-to-back away games. There's some audio that I want to play you uh, of something I saw that I thought was incredibly uh, impressive through the week in rugby league. Um, we're going to have a chat to you about a couple of things, Shandor, uh, yes. because for some reason we've decided and we've been told we need to try and find who the most famous person called Shandor is in the history of sport. Oh, well, let's hope I take number one spot. Mm. Let me tell you something, mate. You're a, a long way down. <laughs> yeah, you are a long way off from <laughs> what I'm seeing. And if we, if I'm not, can we get them on the show? Let's let's have a chat. Uh, a lot of them have passed away. <laughs> well, that makes me the most famous then. No, not in history. Well, we're not doing history. Current, present day. You're the, you're the only one still alive, I'm pretty sure. Thank you. Uh, and just quickly, Robbie Farah announces his retirement in true Robbie Farah fashion. Just told a fair few people he didn't like them. Uh, and I think probably the feeling Ooh, was Not mutual. a Robbie fan. <laughs> There's a bit something in that, Cooper. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not really. Uh, Justin mm. Holbrook will be the new coach oh, of the Gold Coast Titans too. And I want to speak to you on the other side of that because I really thought Kevy Walters was the, the best candidate for that job. I know nothing about that bloke, but I'm sure he's a wonderful person and mm. will be a good coach. But we might just see from you boys how you felt about the Titans' new coach announcement. This is the Storm Out. Chandler Earl, Cooper Johns. It's not oh. too late to join the Purple Army. Get an E2 Games 2019 membership, a beanie, and access to finals tickets for only $60. Melbourne, our city, your club, uh, melbournestorm.com.au. Just head to the memberships page there. Back with more after this. We are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Not too far away from being joined by Storm legend Tawera Nikau. He was the player that turned the 1999 grand final and he is the, I suppose, the holder and the keeper of the watchtower, which is a very important uh, phrase and expression and story in the Melbourne Storm mythology. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that a little bit later on. We're going to get to T-Bone of the Week and then find out who's the most famous person ever to be called Shandor. Um, we don't know why we're doing this. I've got a feeling it's because <coughs> Shandor, yeah, okay, because Shandor wanted us Shandor to. Shandor sent it through, I think, on the run sheet. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly sure he, he did too. I, I certainly didn't. Did you put it on there, Coop? No, I didn't. Surprised us on there. Uh, Cooper John, Shandor Earl. Hey, before we get to some big announcement that the Storm have got, uh, Curtis Scott's been out for 13 weeks with a, a Jones fracture of his foot. And Cooper, you wanted to get him on uh, just to ask how, how the injury's going. Uh, Curtis Scott, how is the injury tracking, mate? And where are you at? Yeah, it's going good, boys. Sweet. Thank you, Curtis. Hey, guys, you know what? We've also hit 25. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit 25,000 members for the Storm. Oh, good. That's great. That was our goal too. Big thanks to Curtis Scott. <laughs> that was all preempted. Oh, uh, we couldn't even hold it together for two seconds. Yeah, that was wow. great. Good work, Shandor. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everyone for their support. 25,000 members. That's incredible. Uh, I think Storm have got the second most number of members in really? the competition. Behind Broncos, is it? I think it's behind the Broncos. How good's that? Yeah, and the record is 25,105. So if you want to become a Melbourne Storm member, let's get to that record. Membership.melbournestorm.com.au. Just remember, Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Uh, Back-to-back away games for the Storm. Broncos, speaking 
of the Brisbane team up there this week and then the Rabbitohs in Gosford. So a big uh, road trip coming up. Yeah, it'll be really good. Sorry, I just, <laughs> we both just wigged out for a little bit then. But uh, uh, Sorry, you and Sam did? or No, no, me and you did. I'm I was fully looking... attentive and ready to answer any no, questions at any You looked moment, up at me so... surprised. Interesting. Um, yeah, Rabbitohs in Gosford, mate. Yeah. That'll be outstanding. What yeah, a game. Cool. How th- yeah. Any other insight? <laughs> I'll take uh, no, it from I was going to alley you it over to Bron- you. Broncos yeah. this week. Broncos, Broncos, yeah, should be a great game, mate. Uh, Broncos are going well. They've just they've just reached the top eight, and uh, no, it's going to be a tough game. They've got a lot to play for, but I know the boys are very excited about going up to SumCorp, especially on a Friday mm. night. Um, similar sort of setup. They've got some good defence in terms of their uh, trial line defence, but. At the same time, I think there's a lot of things that we can exploit as a team. And on mm. the back of last week's loss, we'll be keen. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game, but one that we can um, definitely get a, get on top of. We talk a lot about the Storm and Manly rivalry, but there mm. is a very deep-seated rivalry and a bit of a dislike between the Broncos and the Storm. It was some Broncos old boys that started the Storm and then there was that 2006 grand final. But then ever since then, the Storm have had the wood over the Broncos and Craig Bellamy that was the only coach to ever have a winning record over Wayne Bennett. There's a, a decent amount of dislike between the two teams. Well, he, Craig used to work under Wayne as yeah, well as right. his assistant. Yes. And I think um, from everything I heard back in the day, they used to be very competitive because Wayne used to jump in a lot of the training. And he used to beat a lot of the boys and all the long-distance running stuff. Belzer was the S&C coach first. Yeah, he, he started as the S&C coach, built his way up to assistant. But he, um, the only person that's ever beat Wayne in the fitness up in Broncos was Craig Bellamy. On his really? First. Yeah. Mm. yeah Old it. Wayne, he's built for he's built like a marathon runner. Oh, he? mate. He's yeah. built like Just a minute long. six. Seriously. He looks like, what's that guy? Monaghetti. He Stella. does look like yeah. him. An older, longer Monaghetti. I think he's yeah. more Rob DiCostello if he had a moustache. Yeah, we don't know him. but um, yeah. Well, he was... He was sort of just before Steve Monaghetti. Yeah, right. He's the guy that was so committed to running uh, in, and I think it was Com Games. Look this up. There's a video, and he was on the final part of the Com Games and coming into the stadium and needed to use the facilities but just knew that he wanted to keep running and just went whilst running. Hey, no way. Yeah. Was he in a winning position? I think he was in a medal winning. position. I think he was oh, in yeah. a medal position. Yeah, well, mate, that's fair enough. That's you got to go. Yeah. yeah, that's commitment. That is. He reminds me of Hugh Hefner. It's embarrassing. Hugh Hefner, Wayne Bennett, I reckon. You reckon Wayne Bennett is reminds like Hugh me. Hefner? I think he does remind me of Hugh Hefner. Can you see that? Uh, again, like a. <laughs> I, when I look at Wayne, and I don't know whether this is his. Clint Eastwood. This is his, like yeah, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. His longer physique. He looks like he's seven foot tall. He's just gangle. The guy from Despicable Me, the cartoon. Have you seen that guy? Yeah, that's that's not yeah, a bad look alike for Wayne Bennett. Yeah, that's not bad. Val Kilmer, the new Val Kilmer. In the next few weeks, we should do best NRL lookalikes because yeah. uh, we did one the other day with best AFL lookalikes, and I reckon an NRL one would be good. All right. Uh, who, do you, who would be your lookalike? Who do you think you most resemble? Uh, probably, and a few people have just said that they reckon that Damien Walsh Howling, who's the guy that played Benji Benjamin in the Underbelly series, would play me in a movie. That's I think, their, that's I think one, of the hob- one, of the, one of the dwarves out of The Hobbit. I think as an NRL <laughs> reference, Mark Riddell, Mark Piggy Riddell. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, totally agree with that. That's yep. Thank you. Full of himself. Sli- slightly harsh. <laughs> um, what else we got over there, Sammy? Jason Statham. I don't know. That's just, just throwing Statham. names. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. A bold um, friend. Hey, you guys have been talking a lot about the Storm Dine at Mine uh, last Thursday a massive success. Take us through how it went, raising money for camp quality. Yeah, well, um, Shandor was actually a no-show. Shandor never showed up. Oh, uh, yeah, um, just celebrating my partner's 30th. So. 
It's for charity, though. Yeah, yeah, I was there last year and Cooper wasn't, so. Yeah, so that's actually that was actually very disappointing not to see Shando, especially because he was going to be a part of the auction. That's on the par with Ben Simmons pulling out of yeah, exactly. World Cup for me. It, it, we've yeah. been promoted. Oh, if you think that's bad, <laughs> stick around for my T-bone in segment four. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was really good. It was actually a really fun night. Um, everyone that came there, we'd seen them a lot um, around the games and stuff, big fans, and uh, they were sharing a lot of stories, a lot of banter going on between them. And uh, the raffle made a lot of the boys. Billy Walters actually run a, won a few of the raffles. I think Shando will touch on that. Um, and then, yeah, a few of the boys won some stuff, actually. It was really funny. Uh, and all up, raising around $10,000 for camp quality, including $3,500 for a barbecue uh, with Cam Munster and Christian Welsh. Yes. So it was very competitive, that. So uh, the they've, they've definitely paid overs for that, but that's it's good. It's all going uh, to charity. Maybe know. not for Munster. Definitely for Welshy. Well, I think Welsh uh, Munster's probably three thousand four hundred of that, and Welshy's <laughs> added a hundred. <laughs> uh, Shandor, because we've got to get to uh, to wearing the cow. Um, yes. Your Fuel by Fire podcast. What's the latest, please? Uh, Fuel by Fire. So this week, last week we had Nick Maxwell. I touched on that. It was really successful, and I know a lot of people got a lot out of that in terms of um, his opinions on leadership, which was really cool. A lot of takeaways this week. Um, we've launched our first spark episode. So spark episode is basically a tip or an insight episode where I detail some of my own experiences or thing of things I've gone through recently that I've found have had a big effect. Uh, this week's episode spark is called visualizing the outcome. Uh, so it's really cool. And we've also launched the AB episode. So it's a bit of a double this week. Andrew Blowers, former all black now as a welfare officer at the storm has some great stories on his experience with the All Blacks and um, just overall a really nice guy, but uh, some some really cool stuff there. So mm. double this week, plenty of content. And um, I just also wanted to mention before we go, Storm Dynamite was amazing, but August 18th, we have our Players Comedy Day. So this is a chance for the fans to mingle with the players, have a few laughs, have a couple of drinks on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, we'll also have some awesome auction prizes and there'll be lots going on. So there'll be more detail probably in the coming weeks. But Web- uh, Website? Do we go to website for yes, that? Yes, we do go to website. Website and um, I don't just, have just it. Look in, in Shandorrell's um, link in his bio, and it'll be in there. Soon. Stay tuned for the uh, on the boys' social media this week, and there'll be some links. But it'll be a really cool day, and you know, a genuine chance for the fans to mingle with the players. And I think it's one of the very few opportunities that you get to have some genuine time and see the boys for who they are and what they are. You know, their yep. personalities, and just have a little bit, bit of fun, let the hair down. Yeah. Who's got a tight five in them? Stand up comedy wise, who's getting up to? Uh, uh, there will be real comedians. Uh, obviously, myself and Cooper probably could do a we job. Probably could do something. Um, yeah. We were looking for an MC. Uh, your name was tossed up, but quickly rejected. <laughs> yeah. um, your name was tossed up as a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> what about well, that Sam Hargrove? Hargrove? Oh. <laughs> That's because I'll be closing the show with the stand up comedians. I would have yeah. thought. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, just on your visualizing the outcome. Is it hard to do at the moment with that black eye? No, it's not, mate. I'm. It, I'm it's. If it, anything, it's made me tougher. In what way? This first one. I've got two sleeves. Now I've got a black eye. I mean, this is intimidation gone to a whole new level. This is like gang related. (laughs) This is gang life. I'm throwing up gang signs in the streets of South Bay. You still have a man bun though, so you're back to square one, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) I'll braid it. (laughs) Oh, this is very nice stuff. Uh, Melbourne Storm out. Cooper, we're going to find out from you before the end of the show how your trip to the snow went. Yeah, I didn't go to the snow, but thanks for that. (laughs) Oh, um. <laughs> Munners, he gets you once a week. That's right. At least we store media passes. manager Paul Munnings put something on the run sheet that is completely incorrect every week, and I go with it. Yeah, well, 
I've been Munnings again. Yeah. Uh, been Munners. Don't miss, don't miss our next chat. If if you want to know what is all about the storm culture, how it's driven, how it was created, what it is centred around, and what it's focused upon, it is the the watch house. And to wear a nick out, it's not. <laughs> it's the watchtower. Watch tower. Oh, no. I'm going to tell him you said that. The watchtower. I was doing so well then. The Watchtower, yeah. you need to hear this if you want to know exactly what being a Melbourne Storm player is all about and what it means 100%. to them and where it's all focused on and where it's been centred on. That's up next with Terrera Nick out on the Storm Hour, SCN. We are the Storm from Melbourne Town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the Storm and we're number one. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. It's not too late to join the Purple Army. You can get any two home games, a 2019 membership, a beanie, and access to finals tickets for only $60. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Uh, call one 786 767 or these days, just go to membership.melbournestorm.com.au. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, we're very, very lucky to be joined on the phone by a living legend of the Melbourne Storm. I'm reliably told, and I remember that this man is the man that turned the 1999 grand final with just his physicality. He absolutely tore them apart. And the most memorable part of the old boys and the legends lunch on Friday for me was learning all about the Watchtower and what that meant and and the place that it holds in Melbourne Storm mythology and what it means to all the players. So I thought we would get uh, to where Nick Howe on the phone to just explain it all to us. Uh, So thank you very much for joining us to where we really appreciate your time. Uh, evening, boys. Uh, yeah, great to be here. And, uh, yeah, just recovering from the big weekend. <laughs> so, mate, it's, uh, it, was, it was great to, to be back there and see the 09 and the uh, 99 grand final teams, uh, mate. And it was an absolutely fantastic Melbourne Old Boys weekend. So, uh, big, big shout-out to Bobby Coons and uh, Robbo. For organising that and the club and, and all the supporters, mate, it was absolutely fantastic. Hey, uh, Tura, just for those people that uh, don't really know about that storm culture, would you like to touch on something about the Watchtower for them? Yeah, well, I, I think the uh, the main thing we talk about the Watchtower is, uh, and, it, and it came from uh, um, originally when we came back about everybody um, stepping up into the into the Watchtower and doing their job and. I think when we first started out way back in uh, 1998, when we all came together um, for our first season, um, you know, Reeves talked to, you know, was part of the club, but I think the history and something that's grown into the Storm um, ideology and mythology that we have now over the last 20 odd years has been, you know, about everybody that comes into the Watchtower that has a specific job. When you come into the tower, you know, you're, you're representing the storm. Uh, you're representing the legacy that's gone before you, and uh, you know everybody has a job to do. And you know you just got to get it there and get your job done. And it talks about you know each and every one of us stepping into that watchtower, doing their job. Uh, you know, being relentless. And you know, if you we're at the luncheon on Friday, we're seeing the video clip, and it talked about all the players over the years that have that have won worn that storm jersey of the legacy and the importance that it holds. So, you know, I've talked to a lot of players over the weekend, and you know, guys that have come from other clubs and, uh, you know, they both only played at the Storm for maybe one or two seasons. There's a couple of guys that only played three games for the Storm, but they're still part of the Storm. They've still still worn that jumper and, and they've worn it with pride and, and done really, really well for the club. And, and even the 
you know, uh, the guys that are wearing them today. AT, hey, it's Shandor here. Um, mate, exactly what you just touched on was basically my question. I've been at the Storm now. This is my second year. And although I've been involved in, you know, I think some really good clubs, there's never been the emphasis. And you talk about guys like uh, Bobby Kearns and Robbo, and there's just never been that emphasis and understanding of the past and the players that have gone before us. But what I wanted to touch on was the amazing culture that we all know and everyone loves at the Storm and everyone understands that there must we must be doing something right here. But for you guys to have built that, are you are you amazed to see how much that's flown on from '99 to now 2019? Oh, mate, I, I think that everyone that comes to the storm understands that culture and they don't want to let it down, Sandal. Mm. You know, and I think you know Craig Bellamy, um, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, you know Cooper Cronk, all the greats talk about you know the, the legacy that had been set before them. But I think it's even been enhanced more by. You know, there's a whole lot of Kiwi players. You know, you and Coop, we've got a lot of Kiwi boys playing there now. And, you know, when me and uh, Steve Kearney first came in, in those first couple of years, Mandy Rua, the Prince, uh, you know, there's another young guy that came. And, you know, it's really been built on, on, on a really strong values base. And I think, you know, I didn't really get the chance to spend a uh, touch on it too much. But, you know, Chris Anderson was another big part. He came from the Bulldogs and came from um, Melbourne. And, you know, he was... You know, Bullfrog, I think people know who um, Peter Moore was, was a legendary uh, chairman of the of the uh, Bulldogs, was really family-orientated. If you look at the club, you know, it's very family-orientated. When when I was there, Glenn Lazarus and I were the older, older statesmen, but we were the only ones that had kids. But if you look at the club now, the kids are always around there. You've got Cameron's kids, you know, Billy's kids, or Jesse's kids. It's a real family environment. Yeah. And a big part of that came from Chris Anderson when he first came and really made the wives feel a part of the club, the kids feel part of the club. And I think that's one of the key components when you look about, you know, if a footballer's happy at home, when his, if his wife and his girlfriend's happy and the kids are happy, how do you think he's going to go out and play yeah, on the field? Exactly. 100%. Pretty much, you know. 100% pretty well, week in, week out. And that's the great thing about the Storm. And as, both, you know, um, as you know, Sandor, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. There's a really strong bond between all the players. You know, we had the uh, first time we'd all been together, we had Robbie Ross. He came back from London. Rodney Howe came from um, came from uh, France. We had uh, Mar- Marcus Wire come from uh, Port Moresby. You know, so we had players come from, and, you know, players come from New Zealand all over the world. So, you know, there's a, this real uniqueness, this real uh, strong culture, and there's a whole lot of components to it. But, mate, just very privileged and very humbled to have been part of, you know, probably one of the greatest sporting franchises in, in Australia or even the world. Yeah, in terms of their more. consistency, in terms of their leadership. You know, it's just absolutely a privilege and an honour to be part of the Melbourne Storm. So to where it was that where it started in that first year in, in 1998? Was it a combination of family? Was it the implementation of this idea of the watchtower and everybody uh, doing their watch and, and doing their job? And it, did it happen straight away? Was it something that was established right off the bat before you'd even had the first kickoff of the season? Or did you develop it over that first year? Well, it, it developed over the first 90... We all got down near the end of 97 pre-season and 98, 99, but... You know, we all sat down around and, and talked about what was important to us as a group. And, you know, we were really lucky. We had a leader like Lee Lazarus. You know, Lazarus had played at the Raiders, won a couple of grand finals, played State of Origin, played for Australia. He went to the Broncos, won another couple of grand finals, you know, played under Wayne Bennett, played with Alfie, Kevy, Gordy, 
you know, Lottie Zakiri, you know, probably some of the best players to ever play the game. And who knows that Canberra, you know, he played with, you know, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly, Bradley Clyde, Val Meninga, you know, some greats of our game. Mm. And then he came to Melbourne. So, you know, Lazo is, is, is our captain and our leader, really had this winning culture, really had this winning attitude. And, you know, for us as a, as a new franchise, we didn't have no history. We didn't have no culture. We were a brand new franchise thrown down into Melbourne in the heart of AFL. So we knew that we had to be very successful in those early days to get some, um, you know, to get some runs on the board and get people to support us. So right from day one, you know, with Reeves, with uh, Lazo, with Chris Anderson, we had a really great leadership team. And if you look at the club today, look at Bart Campbell, the ownership, Matty Tripp, those guys, you've got Dave Donaghy, you look at, you know, Craig Bellamy, uh, Cameron Swift, you've still got some great leaders of the organisation. For me, it's all about leadership. You've got great leaders in the organisation and, and you're bringing players through. You've got, you know, some succession planning in terms of that stuff. It's a big plus for the, for the Melbourne Storm. But, yeah, right from day dot, you know, we set out. You know, we wanted to win the premiership in three years. That was our goal. Wow. But we actually exceeded the expectation. And we made the playoffs in our first year. And the second year, we won the comp. Crazy. You know, so that's something right from the get-go that the boys are really focused on. And if you look at that team in 1999, mate, I think the average age of the back line, we had uh, Matty Guy, who was, I think, before, just in 22 or 21, Aaron mm. Newell, Tony Martin. Yeah, well, we had a young back line, uh, Marcus By and Robbie Ross with the others, and, and Craig mm. Smith, who didn't play four or five games. But, you know, we had a big forward pack, a uh, lot of experience, and, you know, we managed to jag the uh, grand final in that second year. So Matty Geyer and Marcus Byer did look about 42, though. Yeah, no, they still look that. Actually, Marcus hasn't changed. He looks exactly the same. He does, actually. Yeah. He's still <laughs> cut like glass. He's, he's a rip is that, unit. Has that Olam got a birth certificate? Yeah, no, no way. He, they don't. he doesn't. Hey, he doesn't have birth certificate. No. To, to where we really appreciate your time. <laughs> Absolute legend. 338 NRL games, 53 with the Storm, though, and one of the, the key pillars in setting up that incredible foundation that's just launched that club, as you said, to one of the most successful in Australia and maybe even internationally as well. You were the turning point, the man that just spun that game on its head in 99, and it's great to hear about the Watchtower and your experiences in the early day of the Storm. Thanks so much for having a chat to us on the Storm Hour. You're welcome, boys. All the best. And Thanks, Good T. luck for the rest of the season. And Cheers. go the mighty storm. Go the storm. Yeah. Cheers, <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, to wear a nick out. After this, we better do our T-bone of the week. We're going to try and find out who the most famous Shandor is in the history of sport. Don't think it's you, mate. Come on. And I want to play you a, a song that I heard the other day, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, John from Greensbury wants to have a chat about some early storm memories. We'll uh, do get that him all on. next. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you remember those early days of the storm at Olympic Park, we'd love to hear from you too on the Storm Hour. At the end. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Melbourne Storm Hour. Almost time for T Bone of the Week. If you've got a nomination, uh, let us know. Uh, the boys are feverishly working away on theirs. But we did ask if you had any Melbourne Storm memories from those early days. It was great to chat to to Wera Nickow, who really helped set up that Storm culture, and to hear his memories of that time. John from Greensboro has given us a call. Hello, John. Yeah, thanks, boys. Yeah, hey, John. Just listening to listening to all that brought back some 
great memories. And, and I'm yep. not an original rugby fan, became a rugby fan through that association. But there was a company called Fastway Couriers, you may, you guys may remember, and we, we, were, we had a box at every home game. And the way the Storm engaged with their fans was just fantastic. I remember taking my kids there, dinner amongst you guys, warming up. And, and I was lucky enough to uh, actually be present at a Chris Anderson speech and talking about how you wanted to keep the fans entertained. One, one of the things I remember uh, is him saying to you guys, you know, we've got to remember that this is new to these guys and we've got to give them some excitement. And he asked the team to keep the ball alive at every moment, throw it around and show the fans that this game is a good game and a, you know, an interesting game to watch. And they did. They played great football. And I think Chris Anderson really understood what it took. And, uh, yeah, rightly so. I think you, you, you give them a fair bit of credit and obviously the rest of the boys. But, yeah, they just did things so well. So good on you, boys. And they, they, they deserve all the success they get. 100%. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Cobber. Beautifully done, John. You're heading off to the next Melbourne Storm home game. It's at Amy Park now, not at the old graveyard as it used yeah. to be. Uh, taking on the Raiders, Saturday, August 17th, 5.35 kickoff. Uh, it's going to be a top four showdown as well, so stay on the line. Aaron will get all your details and let you know where you need to pick your tickets up. And if you want to head to that game, head to melbournestorm.com.au to get tickets. Uh, boys, before we get into T-Bone of the week, um, for some reason we've been asked, Cooper Johns, to find out who the most famous Shandors are in history mm. uh, and where our man ranks. Hang on, yeah. hang on. Is it... In history or is it in sport? Because there was this in-sport tossed up. No, 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 we're talking about history. Wow. Okay. And, there's, and so let me tell you, some of them are in sport. There's about 15 of them, and I'll tell you what, mate, you rank well at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Well, okay, who do you think should rank higher? You or Shandor Vey, who was a Hungarian-French violinist? Oh, mate, he was outstanding too. Unbelievable. Yeah. He would have been the best violinist I've ever seen. All right. So that's like, the op- You that's... think of Andre Rieu and go five times better. Mm. That's the opening round, and <laughs> I win that battle next. So I, a personal favourite of mine, he's someone that's had a huge influence on my life, Shandor Marai. Oh, mate, he was 89 years old when he passed in 1989, and he was just an outstanding poet, um, novelist, and journalist. Mm. Oh, Some yeah, of the stuff. yeah, that's right, Shandor Marai. Yeah. What, Words was, of what a generation. was one of his books again? I believe he wrote The Sticky Finger. Yeah, sweet. That's a... Uh, a story a, about a lonesome dog. That's a round, oh, two, round two win for Mr. Earl. Next. I think when I think of my favourite Olympic memories, I always go back yeah. to Shandor Gombos, 1895 oh, wow. to 1968. Gold the medalist? Hung- the Hungarian yeah, Olympic was. champion Sabre fencer. Uh, and he often shared the front seat on the bus yeah. with Shandor Geller, the Hungarian Olympic champion soccer goalkeeper. Yeah, it was out. So these are Olympic champions, Shandor. Mm. I don't know how you can feel that you're a more famous Shandor than Olympians. Yeah, mm. he was He was by far. If rugby league was an Olympic sport. He's probably the best mm. Hungarian well, goalkeeper of all time. Well, that's well, not, not, that's not what it not, says. Are you still not sold? Do I really have to bring the big dog out? Bring, bring the it? big dog because oh, I'm yeah, in wow. the semifinals here. Nope. Shandor Saros. Oh, oh. wow. The greatest Hungarian actor, if not the greatest <laughs> actor in the history of life itself. Yeah, what yeah. movie was he in? Mission Impossible. Have you never seen him? Not nah, give well, me never seen him. Shawshank Redemption was originally a Hungarian yeah. film, and he starred in the he original. He starred in the original. Interesting. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, mm. Shank Redemption they called it. It was I can, awesome. I can confidently say that I feel like I am at least a podium finish on this list. You know what? You know what? Yours just says next to your name, New Zealand Borg Rugby League player. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's all it says. Yeah. 
Seriously. Unless that violinist is like has a middle name that says Bo- Beethoven, then unfortunately it's not going to cut it. The Olympians, I'll cop, but at the end of the day, if rugby league was an Olympic sport, I would have been in the Hungarian Olympic team. In yeah, a dark were you getting time, a gold medal? No. no. <laughs> in a dark time, Shandor Vague brought a nation back together, a broken nation. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How <laughs> dare you? Uh, T-bone of hey, the I'm week. I'm not dead either. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm only 29 here. So I've got, got a time. long... You know, I'm I'm happy, I'm prepared to bring back a nation if that's what I need to do. No, mate. You've still got time. We'll I give you that. You've never been to Hungary. I'll go. But at least <laughs> I've, at least I feel now that we've given you a, a measuring stick. Yeah, cool. A height a that short you can stick, reach, a ceiling mm. that you can break. You, gotta, you, you want to talk way. about visualising the outcome? Well, hey, well, who would I'm like there. to? Uh, before we get to T-Bone of the week, I want to play you a brand new song. I've been wanting to get this to you. Now performing a cover of the Lewis Capaldi hit, someone you loved, Dalfinugan. Now leave your robe on, Sam. I'm going under and this time I feel there's no one to say. Hey, 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 don't let Dale do it. Come on. Record this that. Old nothing really got away and driving me crazy. Get it, Dale. I need somebody to hear. No, somebody to love. Somebody to love. Somebody to hold. It's easy to say, say it's never the same. I guess I'm never left away. He couldn't quite hit the pitch on that one. Give me through it all. Let my guard down and you pull the rope. I was getting kind of used to being somewhere. Now that's very good. That's pretty good. That's very good. I'm not turning my chair for it though. Oh, I'm definitely. There's a couple of tone and pitch issues, but Dale, come back next year. Yeah. Come back next year and I feel like, mate... The, you just need to get your confidence. That's right. We'll turn it. Go yeah. away. Work hard on it. And, you know, we'll, the chairs will turn. Rome yeah. wasn't built in a, a day. Like, you know get what I mean? Get yourself a mentor. Yeah. I can set him up with Rob Mills, maybe. Rob Mills. Came fifth in Australian yeah. Idol. I can still hear it in the background. Yeah, I'm still going to let it go. <laughs> All right. Uh, T-Bone of the Week. Nominations, please, before we get out of here. Yes, sir. Uh, T-Bone of the Week nomination. So my one is an interesting one. Um, Dale's really putting me off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get it off. Um, oh, I loved it, Harukan Fanukan. Yeah, seriously, turn it off. <laughs> uh, my one. So the uh, camp quality dinner, great event and some great prizes. Now, the boys were involved and uh, some of them walked away with some prizes, which is completely fine. That's, that's what they were there for. They'd done their part. Our young friend, son of Kevin Walters, walked away with a pram. Now, uh, it is wow. com- a great quite, pram. Too. Yeah, great pram. It's you know quite an expensive pram. It's quite common knowledge that he's looking to go the next level with his partner Rachel, but that's for another time. Uh, he's decided to part ways with the pram, and how he did that was a little sale online. Oh no! He's walked away with some cash. Uh, yeah. it, uh, now I'll leave it in the. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave it to the imagination of whether what he's going to do with that whether he's going to donate that to charity or what. But at the end of the day, walked away with the pram from a raffle prize, sold it, cash in pocket. And, bragged, and bragged about it. Wow. I'm sure he's going to give that wow. to the charity. Yeah. I'm sure he's just I'm waiting sure he to – getting a, a, a bank transfer sorted yeah. and just waiting for the funds to clear. Yeah. And I'm he's sure – pay off some debts, I think. Yeah. I'm sure that he'll – it'll be right. Uh, mm-hmm. Cooper, yours? Yeah, mine goes to, um, you know what, great friend of the show and just a great human being. Christian Welsh who organised the uh, – you know, the camp called it the Dugong. The Dugong, mm. yeah. So he was put on the spot by a few of us at the end of the night where we said, how much would it cost for Welshie to shave his head 
for charity. And they they tossed up people in the crowd going five hundred dollars, you know, and that's a substantial it's amount. Yeah, it's huge. Important. Camp Collard, and I'm sure the, like they would have really well, every dollar from helps, it. let alone five hundred. Sure, he's uh, done. He refused to do it. Oh, oh no! And you know what he said? His he explained himself as, "I'm a single man. I need my hair." Yeah, he's, he's and whoa, that, whoa, whoa, then that whoa, brings whoa, me whoa, over whoa. to I Sam. Bald. I beg your yeah. pardon, Christian. I beg your pardon. Wow. <laughs> You scumbag. Uh, that is bald. So basically you've got is. no chance with females if you're bald. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's saying. I, I, this is the kind of person that I don't like in life. Mm. Um, None of us do. It Let really, me tell you what. It really pigeonholes you. No, nah, not at all. It says more about him as a human being than it says about me. What I would say is, well, she um, take some tips off Sam, post mm. a couple of photos from 10 years ago, and then rock up bald. <laughs> or buy a wig. I've been bald That'll for work. over 10 years. That'll I've been work. bald for 15 Wear yeah. hats everywhere. Yeah. Uh, now, and by the way, Christian, I'm not done with you. We might address that next week. That's just, that's just slander. Uh, my T-Bone of the Week is a dual nomination Ooh, for both of you two dribblers. Uh, just had a great time at the Legends Lunch the other day, and I got a chance to go around and speak to a couple of boys, and I was standing there with uh, Curtis Scott and Harry Grant and a few of the other lads, and I just said, hey, uh, how's the show being received uh, by the boys? Is everyone really liking it? And they said, yeah, we really like it. it. It's great, and we really appreciate what you've been able to do and to get involved. And what the, no one said what that. The, no one said that. Let me tell my truth. Um, and I said, uh, yeah, so how do you guys, uh, what are the boys like with the, the show? And I said, oh, we really like that um, – that they've that they've done the show. We really like that they're doing it. We really like that we're getting some exposure. But I'll tell you what, we're sick of hearing about it. Every day all we hear about is, uh, sorry, do you have your own radio show? <laughs> oh, sorry, if you Come had your own radio show, maybe you guys could uh, speak about that, but you don't. Are you guys going around bragging every day at training that you've got a radio show? Uh, well, <laughs> no. Well, if you got it, you you know you take what you get. Take That's the little right. wins. If we had a bigger, if we were working with a bigger name in the industry, we'd be far, <laughs> far, far further Honestly, ahead. Let me tell you what: you're exactly where you should be. We've this made is... you. You're a producer <laughs> now. You're a radio host. Congratulations. Thank you, Cooper Johns and Chandoril. Yeah, the five years of AFL commentary beforehand. That mate, was... commentary is different. Yeah, this is a chance this is a to be a real you. It's great to call a game, mate. But this is a new realm for you. I've hosted. This is a new realm for you. We've given you that opportunity. To the big league, Sam. Welcome to the big league brother it's been fun playing nbl but now you're in the nba it's so been you, a privilege to give you your opportunity so if you're listening and wondering did i make that story up you've just heard the reaction from the two boys so you know everything i've just said is 100 percent true yes along with the fact that we debuted you as a host yes Congratulations. and the fact that he has fake tinder pictures from 10 years ago uh five years of commentary you can't get your name on the decal here in the office that take, there's a whole bunch of yeah, technicians of working away on that right now. Uh, <laughs> next Storm home game is at Amy Park on Saturday, August 17th, 5.35pm kickoff. It's a top four showdown against the Raiders. Uh, Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, Storm out for another week. And to play us out, Harukin <laughs> Fanukin. Nicely yeah, done on Fox Sports oh, on Matty Johns' show. Get it, Dale. Somebody to know, somebody to have, somebody to hold. It's easy to say. It's never the same I guess I kind of like the way you numbed all the pain The tape-aids Sam, put your shirt on Sporting Capital continues next We'll be doing Off the Hook 1-300-736-736 Thank you, Dale And you pull the rope I was getting kind of used to being someone you love it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.